Hi everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. A little while back, I asked you guys what your biggest fear as an artist was. And I have to say, I was inundated with responses. It made me realize that we all have so many fears that we are dealing with every day. And this week, we're diving into three of those fears, the three that showed up again and again. And I'm going to talk to you about how I've experienced these fears myself and give you some suggestions about how you can manage these fears in your creative life. Hello, Laura. How are you going? I'm really good. Thank you. How about you? I'm really well. This is our third attempt at doing this intro because our intro is not good enough for you, is it? No, it's not. I, uh, I feel like we always say the same thing because we do always say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, it's a, it's a good introduction into what we'll be talking about today, which is fears, the fears that we all face as creatives. And as human beings. Yes, yeah. that's right. Recently, I asked this question over on Instagram. I asked people, what are their biggest fears as an artist? And I was actually really blown away by the number of responses that I got to this. And and what I realized is that we are all grappling with our fears every single day. And we also all share many similar fears. I was just about to say that, like you were saying, you were blown away by the amount of people that uh, replied, which was staggering. Yeah. But the fact that we all share pretty much the same fears. Yeah. I mean, there was... There was a lot of crossover. Many of the fears that were mentioned really came down to this feeling of not being good enough. That was the biggest thread in all of the responses. So I want to start off this podcast by talking about that feeling of not being good enough. And the first thing I want to say is you will never feel like you're good enough. You won't. You just won't get there. And the reason I say that is because I feel that way. The thing that I often like to share is that if I were to look at the work that I do now, now when I look at it, I always find things wrong with it. You know, my artwork, oh, you know, the color palette could be a little bit more pleasing to the eye or I don't particularly like that mark or it doesn't look polished. Like I've I'm always finding fault in my own work. If I was to take that same work and show it to who I was, say, five years ago, I would have been so happy. Yeah. I would have been over the moon to see what I was creating. So it's, you know, you just, you continue to evolve all the time. And it's very important that you evolve, you know, and that you hold yourself to a higher standard and that the work that you would have loving to be creating not even five years ago, six Mm. months ago. Yeah, that's right. That it's somehow not meeting your expectations. You know, this amazing artwork that you would be absolutely stunned at six months ago is leaving you asking questions or wanting more today. uh, Yeah, I look at work and I feel underwhelmed by it. And yet, you know, six months ago, I was doing a little happy dance about yeah. this wonderful breakthrough yeah. that I'd had. And the thing about those feelings is that it leaves that door ajar, that door of self-doubt. It leaves it open, just a little crack in it. Mm. And you have that self-doubt in your head and it's healthy. And you walk out of your studio with that healthy feeling of, I want more. And then you go on to social media and you look at other people's work 
and now you really, that door just gets kicked wide open of, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And then it can go from being a healthy fear to a... Very unhealthy Yeah. Emotion. Something that stops you from creating, makes you feel um, really bad about yourself. Um, You know, it can really affect your mental state and your well-being. Yeah. And I think the first part of it is accepting it, like acknowledging that, knowing that that's how our brains are wired, that we will always find something better out there. And it happens to me with all aspects of our business. Yeah. Our podcast, I listen to other podcasts, oh, they put it together better than us, they have a better intro or all that kind of thing. Online classes, artwork, the website, Uh, We were only talking about that last week and I'm on my website just the other day looking at it going, oh, that's not good enough. I need to fix that page. It's always there, but it's how you deal with it. So the thing that I think is important is to accept that it's always there, but then to focus on your own game. Absolutely. You take the jealousy and the self-doubt and you just flip it on its head and you just make it an inspiration. Yeah, and I find it useful when I'm heading into that place to actually limit my outside influences. So if I am feeling that way and I'm looking at a lot of stuff and consuming, what I really like to do is actually get back to creating and put all that away and focus on my own work because when I stop looking and seeking and I really just do my own stuff that's when I create the the best stuff but also when I feel the best about the work that I'm doing and the other aspect of it is to always remember that we all have something worthwhile to share yes and believing in your own story whatever that story is is so important because there is someone out there that will always connect to what you do. So if you're feeling like, oh, I don't have a big following, um, not many people are buying my art, all those sorts of worries that you might have as an artist, there is someone out there that absolutely loves your story and what you do. You will encourage and motivate people that – you know, that my story won't connect with. There's room for us all. Yeah, 100%. And you are good enough, you know? So there is the double-edged sword. Yeah. No, you're not good enough. There'll always be room for improvement. (laughs) You'll always want to reach higher. And then on the flip side, you are more than good enough. Yeah, that's right. So know that your brain will tell you that you're not good enough. Correct. But that you actually are good enough. The healthy side of things, I'm not good enough. I need to improve. And then the unhealthy side of that is you start believing that you're not good enough. You truly start to believe Mm. that. And then you start thinking, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a fraud. I shouldn't even be here. Yeah. And now it starts getting really unhealthy. Well, actually, that's a really good point that you've brought up about this feeling of being a fraud or an imposter. Because that's another, I guess, fear that was brought up again and again in the responses to the question that I asked. This feeling like we don't even belong or someone's going to figure us out, that we that we are in some way faking it. When I was finishing school, there was a lot of emphasis put on what university did you go to or what high school or where did you live or, you know, those sorts of things. And it's all tied up in that. There is this feeling that 
you have somehow, you know, you're a better person if you have had this kind of formal training or you've been to a certain college, but it's rubbish. It's about your actions at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what you learn, it's what you do with it. And it doesn't matter how you learn it, whether you learn it through watching YouTube videos or you might contact artists that you admire and chat to them. You might read books, you might listen to podcasts. I mean, we're so lucky these days because there is so much available to us. And when I hear from someone who hasn't been to art school, my challenge to them is create your own art school. That's what I always say. As long as you are hungry and thirsty for knowledge, you are absolutely fine. And the best thing about it is that you you get to create the school that you want with the teachers that you want. You can seek out the people that you are most inspired by. You can do your own research. So as long as you are taking action, then I feel like you have as much of an advantage in the art world as someone who has been to college and maybe even more. I mean, it's interesting because when I did art in high school, because I never went to art school, if you hadn't picked that up yet, (laughs) I didn't really enjoy the classes. You know, I, I was, I found it very boring in a way and not nearly as exciting as the classes that I have taken from many artists that didn't go to art school. Imagine you could walk into art school, right? And when you see your professor, you don't like the sound of their voice. Nothing to do with their teaching skill or mm. their art skill, nothing at all. There's just something about them you don't like. Imagine you could take your finger <laughs> and swipe left. <laughs> And then yeah. another teacher yeah. popped in. That's right. So that would be my suggestion around that. And and there are many artists that haven't been to art school um, that are doing fabulous things. So there's, Lots of them. Yeah. So you don't need to feel like a fraud ever as long as you are creating your own art school. As an artist, you have an ace up your sleeve and that ace up your sleeve is your work. Because when someone sees your work hanging on a wall, they won't care where you went to school. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but I never get asked. I never get asked in relation to my work. You know, I might get asked through, you know, something like what we're, you know, doing today. But I never get asked when someone's looking at a painting. They don't come to me and say, oh, I'm interested in your painting that you've got hanging in that cafe. But I'm only going to buy it if you tell me what school you went yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, that just doesn't happen because they love the painting. They've fallen in love with the art. And, you know, for the person that does ask, did you go to art school? Own it. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, how awesome is that? <laughs> my story is, no, I didn't go to art school and it was fantastic because I got to create my own art education. So what I want you to do is to feed your creativity in a way that you will never doubt that you deserve to be here. So what that means is make art regularly, absorb art, seek out solutions to your challenges, find teachers. And if you are doing all of those things, you will never question your worth or whether you deserve to be there because you are feeding your creativity in your own way and you're doing it all the time. And it'll take you back to that healthy, not being good enough. Yes. Not unhealthy. That's right. Because you're always going to feel not good enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to keep hammering that home. Yes, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about another topic which came up and this one is around the people that you share your life with and whether or not they take you seriously as an artist and what kind of impact their, I guess, words and how they see your art has on you. So this could be your family or your friends and, you know, it's all very well to say, oh, it doesn't matter, but it's hard, isn't it? You know, if you have a partner who is maybe always saying, why are you wasting your time with this? Your art's no good. You're never going to be successful. I mean, this does happen to people. I think that our parents and our loved ones, um, they don't want to see us fail and they just automatically assume that we're going to fail. Yeah, I think you need to look at it from that perspective because often what they mean, it isn't so much that your art's not good or whatever. It's more that they're worried about whether or not you are going to maybe make enough money and be able to support yourself or whether you're going to get hurt because people are going to critique your art. It's usually coming from a very loving place. So another part of it is actually just not really understanding the art industry and maybe not understanding that there are many artists out there that make money, (laughs) that do well, that have thriving businesses. Mm -hmm. And there is still that, you know, myth of the starving artist, you know, a lot of people that feel that choosing to be an artist is a very risky career move. In fact, when I was deciding and weighing up what I was going to do when I finished high school, I started looking at applying to art schools and design schools. And the messages that I got from people around me made me choose to do a business degree instead, because I was told things like, well, you're going to struggle to get a job. This will be a much more secure future for you. Maybe just continue to do art as a hobby. And I I took all that information and chose to do a business degree. But that's one of those situations where you made the wrong decision but got the right result. Yeah, we know. Because your business degree has come in very handy. Yeah, and and that's what what I'm saying about the advice that you get is often well-meaning. And in this case, in a way, it was helpful for me to get a really good grasp of business. And many people have said to me that the fact that you did a business degree and worked in businesses for many years has probably stood well to you, that it's probably had a really positive impact on the way that I run my art business. And that actually feeds into what we were talking about before, about not going to art school. Well, for me, it actually has worked out well because I went to business school and I learned how to run a business and I learned about accounting and I learned about marketing and, you know, managing managing people and all those sorts of things. So, you know, there's always a different way of looking at it. When I decided that I wanted to move into teaching and providing online classes, I was told by more than one person that the market is saturated and that I would struggle to sell online classes, but I still did it. And it's the most successful part of my business as far as income. Okay. So it's, it is absolutely not saturated, provided you are willing to put in the work and make something that stands out from the crowd. If you have kids, ask them what they want to be when they grow up and see if your first reaction is, oh, that's very doable. Because I can guarantee you, your six-year-old isn't going to tell you he wants to be a bank manager. I, I would say that many six-year-olds are going to tell you these days that they want to be, want a, to YouTuber. be a YouTuber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a, but the funny thing is, like Asher was saying, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he goes, oh, I don't really know. I says, well, you like comic books and you like drawing. 
why don't you be a comic book drawer? And he goes, you can be one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, you can be anything you want. Well, you know what? When I was growing up, I really didn't think that I could be so many things that I probably would have loved to be. But I felt like I had to be an accountant or a lawyer or, yeah. you know, I didn't think creatively when it came to career choices. Yeah. So there's always going to be people that provide you with, I guess, feedback that may be unwanted around. <laughs> Let's call it feedback. That's a nice way of putting it. But there's always going to be someone. It might be a friend. It could be, you know, you know those people that just don't quite get it. But there are also going to be people that do. So it's very important that you actively seek out opportunities to surround yourself with people that are going to cheer you on. And it might not be the people that you want to cheer you on. So it might not be your family, but you may have some really good friends. Make sure you get out with them, chat to them about what you're doing and fill yourself up with those positive vibes. And I have to say, that's what I do. I mean, I have great support from you at home. There are other people that I know that aren't as supportive, but what I do is I tend to try and fill my fill my cup up with the positive vibes that I can. And when I'm around people that maybe I know are going to be a little bit negative or then I tend not to actually talk about it. I actually go, you know what, let's talk about something completely different, like what we've been watching on Netflix or books and things like that. Let's just let it be. I don't need to go there because I know that I'm not going to get what I'm looking for. It's a it's a hard one, isn't it? But it I, is. yeah, yeah, you're always going to get a broad spectrum of opinions around your art and what you do. But what you have to remind yourself is that you are still in control of how you respond to that information. So it's up to you what you do with it. It's up to you whether you allow negative criticism to deeply affect you or whether you're able to realize what it is and where it's coming from. For example, to be able to recognize if it's a well-meaning parent that's just trying to care for you and you're able to just go, you know what, I can see where that's coming from and I'm just going to let it be, but I'm going to continue making art. So it's up to you how you respond. It's also up to you who you surround yourself with and you can make sure that you are putting yourself in situations where you are going to get encouragement. Find those friends, find those people that can be in your corner. At the end of the day, the most important thing is how you feel about your art and what you do. So I didn't go to art school because my dad wanted me to do a business degree and I ended up doing that and it turned out really well because probably 60% of my business is around the business side of things, the marketing, the, the website, the selling, the all those sorts of things. Tax. The taxes, yeah, the accounting. So it's been super helpful to have that behind me. Um, and then about, you know, 40% of my business is the actual art side of things. Now, when I catch up with my dad, we talk about the business stuff because he gets that and he enjoys that. But I know that if I was actually to get my art out and go through it with him, he'd probably, you know, screw up his face and go, what the hell is that? Because as many of you know, I paint abstract art and I'm pretty sure my dad, I mean, in fact, I can remember growing up looking at a painting by Rothko and I remember my dad pulling that painting to pieces and just saying, what the hell is that? That's not art. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure I would get a similar response. So as a way of, I guess, self-preservation, 
I always chat to him about the business stuff. You know, I, I talk about that when I'm with him and we can chat about what's coming through and taxes and things like that. Not really the most exciting conversation usually, but I hold back a little bit on the art side because I know that that's not necessarily going to make me feel good. In his defense, I don't get your art either. You yeah, know I, mean? like I, I know, I know. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I like to kind of steer the ship a little bit. Absolutely, I you're like, in control. Yeah, I like to be in control. So that's one of the ways that I manage all of this stuff. I realize that ultimately it's up to me, nobody else. I'm the one that is responding to all of this. It's how I respond to what people say or what, how I put myself into situations, whether I choose to hang out with people, whether I choose to share certain things, that's up to me. At the end of the day, though, the most important thing is how I feel about my art and what I do. So for anyone listening, it's about how you feel about your art. That's the most important thing. It's not about whether your dad thinks it's cool or not. It's about how you feel. I love creating abstract art and I don't care <laughs> if you don't get it or my dad doesn't get it. It doesn't matter because it makes me happy. That's right. It's not about me. Yeah. It's about you. At the end of the day, it comes back to you. So if you were to get one thing out of this podcast, I hope that you realize that feeling not good enough is normal and that we are all good enough. Now, before we go, I just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying all of the messages and stories and reviews that we've been getting for this podcast. It brings a big smile to my face and it really spurs us on to keep doing this work. If you are enjoying the podcast, please let us know in some way. We would love that 